The Flourish Media franchising waitlist is now open. We love Flourish Media and their philanthropic work at Behind the Leaf. You hear about them a lot here, and we're excited to announce that they're now accepting applications to franchise a Flourish Media marketing office in your city. Take the leap into entrepreneurship with Flourish Media. Are you ready to dive into the dynamic marketing world and own your success? Join the Flourish Media tribe where innovation meets opportunity. Why choose Flourish Media? Well, if you have internet access, a phone, and a computer, you could own your own marketing agency. With proven success strategies, comprehensive training, accessible technology, community support, and brand power, you may be exactly who we are looking for. A passionate individual with a drive to flourish, a commitment to excellence, and a desire to make a positive mark in your local community. Your success awaits. Take the free quiz posted on at Flourish Media Co. to find out if franchising a Flourish Media office is a good fit for you. It's a Nisa Lachey. They was dying by my call and now they peeping the wave. Hey guys, it's Anissa Getina with the Pretty and Profitable Podcast. And today's principle that we're going to cover is philanthropy. And I have an amazing guest. She's a certified midwife. She's an advanced practice nurse. You guys know how I feel about nursing. And what else? She's a mother, a wife. Yes. A mother of two. A mother of two girls. Well, five total. Five. <laughs> I got bonus children. Oh, yes. Mother of five. Mm-hmm. I want to introduce you guys to Christine. Hey, Christine. Hello. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for coming. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, more than what I said? Yes. <laughs> so I am a Chicago native. I always start with that because, oh. honey, I'm always representing the south side of Chicago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she had to let you know which side. Yes. yes. So I relocated here in Georgia. Okay. Um, going on 10 years now, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. And um, so, um, yeah, moved here okay. and I uh, got a job as a, mi- a nurse midwife in the hospital setting. And then shortly after that, I started my own business in home birth. So what made you go from the hospital to starting your own? There was a lot going on in my life. OK. It was not a matter of, oh, I need to get out of the hospital to do home birth, particularly. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was more so God's way of giving me more um time to be with my children Mm. I moved here as a single mother okay my youngest was two and my oldest was five okay and I just hit the ground running okay you know I had Mm -hmm. I was newly divorced okay and hit the ground running with Mm -hmm. this new position that I had Mm -hmm. um and I suffered a lot yeah in that position and was hardly home with my children no support no support everyone was at home in Chicago so by grace it was like people just start helping me. You know, people were planning in my life to help me with these children (laughs) so that I could provide for them. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely a God thing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's stuff that I couldn't even really explain how it unfolded. Mm -hmm. It just did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. So I heard you say that you were divorced. Can you tell me now I, you know, there's people that celebrate divorce like, Oh, I'm Mm. not married and things like that. But can you tell me, um, I know that there was some bad things, of course, you lo- you know, losing a spouse and sure. not being with the person you thought you would be with. But tell me what are some of the good things that kind of unfolded from you, you know, mm-hmm. kind of making that separation. Yes. 
Um, I was in a situation where you. I think when we're in bad relationships, we try to find that. Um, we try to justify staying. Mm. And so I mm -hmm. think we all go through the, oh, I have to stay for my children. Make it make sense. Make it make sense <laughs> without breaking it completely. Yes. Um, yes. And went through that, and that was definitely not the answer for me. Mm -hmm. um, but the good that came out of it was it just proves. I always say when I moved to Atlanta, mm -hmm. I became a full-grown adult. Mm. Granted, I was 28. 20, yeah. No, I wasn't 29. I was like 30-something years okay. old. Mm -hmm. And I, I always say when I moved away from Chicago mm -hmm. is when I became a full adult because I had to make it happen. Yeah. You know, so I saw the resilience that I had. I yes. just kind of, it, it was apparent to me how resilient I was mm -hmm. and how driven I was. Yeah. Um, but even that came with its own um, Being too strong. Stuff. Yes. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I think because um, that is something, I believe that's an idea that's passed down, of course, mm -hmm. we or we have to pick up the pieces. We, you know, don't, you know, just not feel, just keep moving and things yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Very much attached to our experience here in America. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just not being able to feel and, and even thinking about for example black women um in the time where we were kidnapped and held as mm -hmm. indigenous workers yes um there were times where a woman would carry a child and she would never see that child again because mm, it was sold correct or it was fed to crocodiles mm -hmm. so there was something in us that required us to be strong mm-hmm mm-hmm and I think that we still teach that. Uh, we're not going through those same things. We, now, mind you, we still have things, black Absolutely. women, that we have to. Um, but there is a level of which we have to kind of pay attention and be aware. We don't have to be that strong anymore. Correct. We can say, uh, I need help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not okay. Because we know? equate that strength Yeah. with... Um, a, a lot of times you have, that's your mode of survival, right? Yeah. So what you just yeah. mentioned yeah. was I still have to survive even mm -hmm. if my child is taken away from me and sold mm -hmm. away from me. I still have to live. Yeah. So this strength, quote unquote, mm -hmm. is what, it's all we had mm -hmm. to keep going. Mm -hmm. And so how, that's very traumatic. It's it's it, But think about all the things that we're holding, holding inside of us. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, yes. And, and I'm glad that I'm talking to you because I feel like, you know, we hold that and we carry that in our womb. Yes, right? we do. And we pass it down to our children mm -hmm. and, it, and it shows up in childbirth. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. You all know, the time. It shows up hypertension, you know, all these Everything. things, mm -hmm. right? Let me just say, I'm not the practitioner, but... The insight that I got on the whole childbirth thing for me came from God. So mm -hmm. what I'm telling you is just insight from mm -hmm, him. Mm -hmm. And um, in my book, I was talking about how there were times um, early in my life I saw the enemy trying to physically kill me. There were situations mm -hmm. where I should have actually died and I didn't. Um, my my um, mm -hmm. 
the day I graduated from high school, someone hit me and I ran into a wall mm. and it looked as if I parked the car. It didn't even look mm. like an accident and I let, walked away from the accident. But from that time, it, those things stopped, the whole physical thing, and it went into the attacks came through men that I mm. um, was in relationships with. Mm -hmm. And it came through childbirth. Because every birth was like halfway close to death. Mm -hmm. Every one of them mm -hmm. was high risk. It mm -hmm. was all these things. And it wasn't until my last um, child, hallelujah, when I mm. realized, she said, you know, you have this one. Now, mind you, I'm healthy. Yes. Blood pressure's low, all of this. But I'm like, how can I be healthy? I don't have diabetes. I I am fine on paper. Like, on mm -hmm. paper, I'm good. But then I have all these high-risk things to where when, you know, to where we had to watch my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Every single birth was 30, 36 weeks. I would have the baby at 36 weeks. Mm -hmm. Blood pressure would just go up, mm. go crazy, bodies acting weird. And I realized that the attack was no longer on my physical body. It was just on the next, it was on the next. And, and a lot of my attacks came through people or through the spouse that mm -hmm. gave me this seed. And now I'm, you know, and mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. God showed me that. I talked about it like, wow, like some attacks transfer from one thing to another. Definitely. And we carry these things mm -hmm. scientifically. It, you know, it shows up. But there's some other things that are happening oh, absolutely. You know, within our bodies. Mm -hmm. and, and you're right. You it's said. like um, other things can show up physically in your body in that moment during pregnancy and labor even. You look fine. You look fine. I mean, there's instances where we're in labor with a mom, right? And if the wrong person walks in the room, everything yeah. shuts down. Yes. The energy shifts. Mm -hmm. And there's this palpable like change in the room, yes. right? And you can yes. feel it and yes. sense it. And we're all like, what, what happened? happened? Yes. Who did it? Who is that person? <laughs> right? What happened? Tell yes. us, talk to us, yes. you know, that mm -hmm. all can interfere with yes. birth, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, I've, mm -hmm. I've always had a black uh, doctor mm -hmm. because that was just one of my, you know, I didn't trust. Must haves, yeah. I did not trust a Caucasian person to touch me mm -hmm. <laughs> medically right um but this last birth my um the doctor that i have she's a chief of the hospital okay and 36 no 32 weeks or something she um she says you know what anisa i'm gonna put in the notes for your delivery so we have everything ready we have the blood ready um you know she prepared all these things and she says i'm gonna go on vacation but no one can do this the surgery but me okay right? three days before i had the baby I heard God tell me everything's going to be okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Good. I'm good. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. It's like two o'clock in the morning. I feel crazy. I'm telling my husband, like, something's going on. I get to the hospital. I have COVID. Hmm. My blood pressure is like 180, 100. It just keeps rising. It's going crazy. And this is around COVID time. So no one could be in there. Wow. That's no scary. one could be in there, right? And my doctor was on vacation. Mm. This white lady comes in and she's like, I need you to sign this consent. Your body's out of control. We can't control. We're going to have to put you to sleep. And I'm looking at her like, I do not want this white lady. I mean, it probably was all this stuff from me realizing my doctor's not here. 
this white doctor's here. They're going to kill me. Like, it was just all these things once I realized she's not there. And that was also ancestral trauma. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, let's, The whole girl, thing goes listen, deeper than... I learned so much from childbirth. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so I... We've have... always been insecure. You know, un- felt unsafe with in the hands of others, you oh, know? Yeah. So oh, yeah. All of that was coming up for you. Oh, boy. Yeah. So they put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. I woke up and the doctor was like, you know you almost died, right? Mm. Just the notes. They were like, she came back. She's like, she's reading the notes. She's like, baby. And so I had to get a blood transfusion. I lost a lot of blood. But the, before they gave me the blood, they said, do you, do you feel dizzy or anything? And I'm like, no. Mm. Like, I was fine. I usually, after C-section, same day, I get up, I walk, I do my normal yeah. thing. But what you're saying and what we're talking about as I'm walking even through it is mm-hmm. that my body was used to pushing through. I didn't even know that I had lost that much blood. They told me I should have been dizzy. I should have felt sleepy. Right. And I'm sitting in the bed like, <laughs> you know. Disconnected. W- connected, but disconnected from what was What's happening. happening. Mm-hmm. Because we have to keep moving. That's like fight or flight. Yes. Mm-hmm. My blood level was at five. It should have been at 11, mm-hmm. I think, or higher or mm-hmm. something, right? I didn't have enough blood in my body to be discharged. Yeah, five And I was in the bed like... Hi, everything's fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> right? But also, I had to also remember that this was a miraculous thing because God mm-hmm. had told me three days before that everything was going to be okay. Yeah. Mm. You know? So it's so many, so many things, right? Um, so childbirth is is really big for me. Yeah, and it's um, a very spiritual process very. for all in all of the people in the room. If you can't feel like I never go to a birth and can't feel the presence of God mm-hmm. because God is directing me, guiding yes. me, giving yes. me what I need to make the right decisions, see the things I need to see, call the thing. You know what I mean? Like I can't function without. Yes. The guidance of God. Yes. So I always talk about how I feel the physical presence. Yes. In the room. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And that's how 10 years later, I'm able to still be in the space that I'm in Mm -hmm. because I'm in a very, I guess whoever you're talking to would call it a risky place to be, which is in the home setting, Mm -hmm. which is not the case Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. But there's never been a situation where just something horrible Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always mm-hmm. able to discern, like, yes, okay, happening? something needs to, we need to change this because mm-hmm. this isn't going the mm-hmm. way it should be going mm-hmm. or just very tuned in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a calling. It is. Oh, it's it's a, absolutely. It's a special connection. People have discernment in different ways, sure. but your yours is the entrance of life, like mm-hmm. bringing a new soul. Yes. You know. And, and oh God, let's not talk about. That. I mean, when I think about birth, when does that soul enter the body? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to very. me. Very. When does the soul of the baby? You know what I mean? Like when we have within ourselves a soul. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Very. <laughs> you know. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, So what were some of the things that you saw 
in traditional nursing. So you, you came from the hospital, mm-hmm. you went to the home setting, and, and, I, and I worked in the hospital for a very long time, so I, I can, yes. You understand. Yes, but what are some of the things that you saw in traditional nursing that really turned you off? Uh, well, anyone working in the medical system is a part of the system. Mm. Regardless of your intent, regardless of, you know, your passion, regardless of it's a anything, you are a part of the system mm-hmm. and their um, agenda, their agenda, <laughs> whether you know it or not, whether yes. you want, want yes. to be a part of that or not, you're yes. making a choice to be yes. a part of the system. Oh, he's about to have me say something. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. I think that, uh, you know, just people going to work on a daily basis, some people may not understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, I can say that as a nurse, I was, I wasn't, I wouldn't consider the environment I worked in as being very toxic or hostile. I was in a very... You was in labor and delivery? Yeah, but I was in a very nurturing... Labor and delivery always seems to be. It seems. No? Okay. No. Okay, okay, okay. It, It isn't. Okay. But I can say the facilities that I've worked in were very uh, nurturing to the nurses, okay. to each other. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this, we, you know, our fights weren't major fights where yeah. it was like, you know, yeah. they were respectful. Like, yeah. it was just a, a nice, warm and fuzzy place to be working, yeah. like a unicorn of the mm-hmm. hospitals. It and, always, it you know, always seems like labor. So I feel like I was blessed in that space to be able to be working with providers, doctors mm-hmm. who were amazing, yeah. who would teach, yeah. who cared, mm-hmm. black women, black physicians, mm-hmm. you know, it was just amazing. Yeah. But we were a part of agen- an, an agenda. Yes. I mean, we weren't, I wasn't able to care for clients like the way, the way I want that I care for them now. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing because in the home setting, we are, you're focused primarily on, on mom. the mother. And yes. that's it. Not the computer, not the paperwork, not the policies and procedures and exactly. restrictions and the da 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 Exactly. It's very family focused. Yes. And so that makes it so much more fulfilling for mm-hmm. me to be in that space. And it's just, it's more, it's such a beautiful, beautiful place to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I found in the hospital that it is true um, that the pain of a black woman is ignored on a lot of levels because yes. for two reasons we do endure a lot mm-hmm. um we we don't say when we need help but they also don't they they disregard our pain yeah we're not priority we've never no. been and so you have to so i went from cna into case management so i knew how to advocate for myself mm-hmm. but i was think sitting there thinking what about people that don't know how to advocate for, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember I had the C-section. I asked for, um, I knew that Norco made me feel depressed. Got it. I had tried it and I was like, I don't want Norco, please. And so I said, well, what other, you know, medication can I take? And I think it was Percocets. Mm-hmm. But at that time, that's when Percocets were, I guess people were using it or whatever the case yeah. was. <laughs> so I had a charge nurse come in to kind of check to see, she didn't say this, but she was assessing mm. before they had the doctor write for Percocet because I requested, Uh-oh. I requested that I not take Norco. So I was knowledgeable enough to say, I don't want Norco because of this, this, this. And then the next one was Percocet. But that 
I was treated as if possibly I was on drugs or I seeking, was trying to drug right, seeking. seeking drugs, right? And I knew what she was doing because I I came from the medical field, wow. right? But imagine how we feel. We just had a baby and we're being treated like a criminal. Oh yeah, you're being you're you're seeing. There's so much. You're all you're you just get so birth and you're checking when you if walk you're in unfit. the door. <laughs> when you walk in the door, yes. Don't be a single black mom oh, having yeah. your fourth baby. Mm-hmm. or, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. And you know what was interesting? My uh, my ex-sister-in-law, we were having, we were in labor at the same time on the same floor, like two doors down, same last name. They thought for a second that it was, that my ex-husband and was like the father of both. And we had to clarify. Oh, wow. It, but the way they were treating us was like, oh, so, um... Oh, he's hot topic. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Until they realized it was just two sisters on the same floor, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting, yes, how women are, tre- black women mm-hmm. are treated. And you feel it, yes. but you don't really know what's going on, especially if you're not familiar with the medical field. Oh, absolutely. You're like, uh, mm-hmm. what, you know. Mm-hmm. Oof. So what exactly <laughs> is midwifery? Tell me. <laughs> Midwifery is basically, uh, um, I'm a nurse, so I'm yes. speaking from the nursing okay. side and nursing aspect of midwifery, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. a midwife is a nurse, I'm a nurse midwife, so that is a person who is very well educated and trained on how to take care of women all throughout the, the lifespan, Nice. okay? And we are experts in normal mm-hmm. and natural childbirth mm-hmm. and pregnancy and the normal natural Which is big processes. in the UK. It's big in the UK. Yeah, not here. Not here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the midwife was, you know, um, just blacklisted, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. years ago. You know and why, criminalized. Though. You know why? Because mm-hmm. you're taking away... Money and power. There we go. Mm-hmm. It's all about money and power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it... They did a really good job of eradicating midwifery. So now we still are having conversations about what is yeah. a midwife and what does a midwife mm-hmm. do. But it's like the oldest profession in the world <laughs> ever in creation. And we're still explaining like what midwives do and yeah. why they're safe and why and, you know, how women can benefit from midwifery right. care, you know. And I'm just loving this new um Revelation, if you will. Yeah. Some women are just becoming a lot more aware of yes. their options. Yeah. Because, you know, moms that come to me are like, I don't want that. Yes. Yes. You know, they walk in knowing what they don't they want. They don't want. But then that speaks about patient care. Mm-hmm. Can I talk about patient care for a second? Yes, please do. Because I have a strong opinion. You know, I have a nursing assistant school. Mm-hmm. So I'm a part of the solution for the medical field. Yes. So I have strong opinions mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. nursing. Mm-hmm. What is your thought about the climate of nursing and patient care? Because I see people saying patient care is horrible. Nursing Nurses are talking about, you know, we need help, we need assistance, patient care and all this stuff. What is your thought on the, the climate of nursing right now? I don't know because I've not been in the spaces in a while. Right. You haven't been there, but you're watching it. And I'm you're watching hearing it. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not in it either. I'm on the business side yeah. of it now. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything's new. Mm-hmm. You know, the issues aren't new. They've so been I around. talk about money. I talk right. about money a lot and building wealth. Nurses are always talking about they need more money. Do you agree with that? 
Well, we all need more money. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that that more money will solve the health care problem? More money as far as paying the health care? Well, that'll always... Can we just talk about it? Let's talk about it. Okay. (laughs) I know that when I went into nursing school almost 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. I knew I was passionate about nursing. Mm Mm-hmm. I knew I was passionate about nursing. I've wanted to be a nurse since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. I've watched family members be nurses and Mm -hmm. work in their roles, and they were passionate about it. So part of my concern, and I'll just say it, is that we might be having people entering the field without the intent or the passion Mm -hmm. to drive them in Mm -hmm. that profession. Mm -hmm. Because when we make it all about money, it's still not going to be... It's never going to be enough. What it needs to be. It's never going to be enough. If now, it's about because money. because you say that and it's like, well, I know when I was a travel nurse, honey, I was living in Miami on South Beach making a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. I was getting a check, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but as long as we keep taking this back to the system, though. Right. If you're working in a system that is not meeting your needs on a professional level as an employee, et cetera. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's a whole situation. So where are, you know, what are we doing? It so I think that it's a cycle that that people just speak into without seeing the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So for example, um in order to have a hospital, mm-hmm. you need a doctor. You need yes. um, you need a nurse. You have to have a doctor. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, okay. Meaning the the normal structure of a hospital. Absolutely. You have to have a doctor. They run the facility. You have to have a pharmacy. You have to have nursing. You have to have the janitorial service. Yes. You have to have food service. Mm -hmm. You have to have laundry. Right? There's so many aspects of the system. But nursing says we should be paid more because we're the heartbeat of the hospital, which Mm -hmm. I believe that. Yeah. However, if someone gives you five more dollars, it's not going to help you be give better patient care. That is absolutely correct. Five more dollars. So as a business, if you're screaming you need more money, but you're still going to come with the same attitude, why should I give you more money? Why? Like they're talking about patient care. But if I give you more money, then that comes out of the budget to pay another CNA that mm. could help you. Mm. But they're not thinking about it as a business. They're thinking about it as an individual. And you can't come into a system with the individual mindset. You actually can't come into a system and say, I know I signed on the dotted line this, but I believe now I deserve more because now and then, so everybody left nursing, right? They left nursing and went to travel, travel. That still affects the system. It does. So now we're talking about the travelers making more. No, we're not going to be an employee. We're just going to go to traveling. (laughs) <laughs> but but it's but it's coming from and mm-hmm. I talk about in the book there's levels of uh identity crisis, right? I talk about the slave mindset. Mm-hmm. I talk about the hustler mindset mm-hmm. and the queen, right? The slave is always rallying, upset about their circumstances, and I'm not talking about American slaves. I'm mm-hmm. just talking about the person that just works and, and trade their time for money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't leverage Right. They think that more money is going to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. So we're we are listening to the voices of people who 
got a degree to actually trade their time for money. You're trained in your program to think like that. Mm -hmm. Even now, even some that are in entrepreneurship, they don't still leverage as a, a real business owner. They're still creating jobs and becoming a worker, mm, right? Mm -hmm. So you you say within a system that I'm going to leave this system and travel and go back to the system and you're going to pay me more. But then we say, well, what's going on with patient care? And what's going on? With, well, you just took the, you just allocated the money as a traveler. Mm -hmm. You came back with the same bad attitude and the patient is still here, mm -hmm, <laughs> here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. So now bringing in the philanthropist, yes, about trading time for dollars, yes. But Christine very much so still trades her time in a way that she's giving giving of herself, right? Oh, I love. <laughs> so that you know, that's one of the things that really uh, it it really um, bothers me about nursing is that we get into the field. Yes, there, this is a field where you actually have to like what you do. You do. This is not a field where you can just come in, draw, and, you know, this is a field where you actually have to have compassion. That is correct. And you're signing up for that. Correct. That's a part of the job, right? Yeah. So I know that you're still, you're still in this field, and I'm still in this field mm -hmm. on a different side, sure. business side, right? And I talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, that she's a philanthropist. I think we get at a level where we really understand our purpose, we're able to become profitable. And then from there, we are giving of ourselves at a, in a different level because now we understand our assignment. Mm -hmm. So I see that you're doing that within what you're doing. Tell us more. Tell me more about that part, the philanthropy part. Um, so my role as a midwife, I'm a business owner. Um, it takes all of me. I feel like my position um, is all-encompassing, mm -hmm. and it requires... Mm -hmm. I can't just go to someone's house and deliver their baby. We have to build relationship. We have yes. to like each other. We're in a whole yes. relationship, yes. right, for a year. Yes. Um, we it's have to, like a surrogate. Listen. Same type of... We have to be on the same accord, mm -hmm. and we have to float on this boat until we reach the... <laughs> The, the goal, goal. Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so everyone has to be at peace yes. during that. So you're doing that. I'm doing that with multiple women, multiple mm -hmm. families. Mm -hmm. And I can say that it's a very, it's fulfilling. Yes, because right? it's your, this is your yes. purpose. Yes, so I am yes. absolutely fulfilled. Yes. And I'm still very passionate about yes. what I do. Yes, and that's important. I've just become a little bit smarter in that, doing it. Tell us how. <laughs> You don't have to go into detail, detail, but what is smarter yeah. in this field? Smarter means that I, so for years, um, and I think we all start off when we start a business, we are on hustle mode. We have to. Hustle mode has its purpose. It does, but it right? has to die. But it has to die. And it will. <laughs> it and will it die. Will, yes. You know, and then you're left like looking at yourself. Right, right. Um, but I have, so I'm, uh, I'm approaching 10 years. Right. Of being a midwife. So you're an expert. So expert. I <laughs> consider myself full grown now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've done a lot of taking care of myself. Okay. 
you know, and creating boundaries around myself, Mm -hmm. how you can contact me, Mm -hmm. what you should contact me for and what can wait until your visit. Yes. Who I work with, the circles I run with, who helps us make this thing run smoother and more, you know, Mm -hmm. seamless. Yes. Um, and I've just poured into that part of my business mm-hmm. because, and, and who I work with. Yes. I but can't work with everyone. You get you know? to choose. I get to choose. Yes. I get to choose who I work with, um, without that sounding weird or negative. No. But you can't work with everybody. No. Everyone doesn't align with each other. Mm-mm. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and I'm yes. just like, let's find you who you need to be with. Yes. Um, but I have become a lot more, I've just implemented a lot more, um, more tools and just more, um, just the wisdom piece of it. Yes. Yes. You know, I really pay attention to what felt good, what didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid of modifying so that I can work more Mm -hmm. peacefully. That's good. I can do my work happier, you know? What I hear from you is like you have really understood, you understand your assignment, you understand Mm -hmm. your purpose. And once you understand that, you're able to create um, a wall, not a not a wall like a guard. Right. But it talks about a city like that has a wall. Mm -hmm. You know, you're Mm -hmm. a city. It's your kingdom. Mm. Right. And once you have and understand that this is your kingdom. Yeah. You start to create spaces where you have boundaries like you understand this is precious mm-hmm. it and is. I talk about that as one of the principles mm-hmm. um and and visually what I see or what I'm hearing from you is you know how you have that rope uh it's like a vinyl rope mm-hmm. that people use to tell you what line to go through yeah yeah so you have that rope mm-hmm. but then you have the vinyl rope like the VIP <laughs> right yeah and when you really understand your assignment, you toss that vinyl. It's like you're creating a that that vinyl that uh, velvet rope. Yes, you're creating a space where it's like this is mine, and this is how we operate. And even people that go behind the velvet rope, they just act a little different, right? Because they know that it's a privilege. Mm, it is. It is a privilege, be, right? Yeah. So it's so beautiful. You're saying it without saying it to to watch a woman that understands the assignment, that's passionate about it. And now you're learning to give in a new way because you have done the work. Yes. You know the work. In and out. In and out. (laughs) I love that how you put that. That's beautiful. (laughs) I love that. But that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Mm -hmm. And I I want, like my true desire for women is to experience that within their identity, within their assignment, which is yours could never be mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not possible, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But to put that ve- that velvet rope, yeah, not a guard, but just saying that this is, this is how we act in here. This is what we do. And these are the people that are coming in here. Yeah, just going back to your conversation about the system, right, and nursing in the hospitals and even my 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 vision is for there to be a mass exodus of nurse midwives leaving the hospital so they can experience what I'm experiencing <laughs> in the work. But what about the people that go to the system that need They those? need, yes. The, yes. But we need more nurse yes, midwives in true. the communities like yes. myself because that gives so much more depth. Yes. Because once you enter the system of the hospital, you mm-hmm. are depleted day one. 
you go in like, I thought I could do A, B, and... Yeah, because it's not yours. It's not yours. It's not yours. It's yeah. not yours. Yeah. And there's yeah. a, a, a different thing going on here. And yeah. it's like, I just wish, you know, that we could start putting that into more minds. Like, you yes. can come out of there and do something else. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to look like home birth. It yes. doesn't have to look like what I'm doing. Yes. But you definitely have what you need to go out here and create your own happy in your profession. Because nursing, midwifery... It's so heavy. Oh, it is. It is. And you can quickly burn out, you know. If you don't set the right boundaries. You know, if you and I think we just have to be more active about yeah. reclaiming our happiness in mm. that profession. So tell me this, what midwifery, is it covered by insurance? Yeah. So it midwifery is, okay. is, is covered by insurance. Nice. The home birth piece may not be. Okay. Um, but the care can be, you know, either in network or out of network, you know, um, insurances do cover. So basically, um, w women that even if they don't have a lot of money can have this service. Yeah. Because I, midwives like myself, we have something for every budget, you know? Mm, so okay. it's not a matter of, you know, oh, you can't like, access care yeah. if, you know, A, B, and C. We yeah. have so many different offerings, and, you so, know, it's just a matter of communicating. I really need such and such. Okay, right. let's see what we can do for you. Right. You know? So that really fits into the principles because mm. I talk about um, the Proverbs 31 woman, that the philanthropy piece is mm -hmm. that she extends her hand to the poor. Mm -hmm. And so you have positioned yourself outside of a system, right. created something that will allow you not only to take care of high-profile clients and mm -hmm. all of that, but to also take care of people who would not who would not ever really have access right to your type of service. So you are definitely the Proverbs 31 woman. Oh, amen. <laughs> so with your midwifery practice, what are some of those other services besides home So with your midwifery practice, what are some of the other services that you offer besides the home birth? Mm-hmm. So we also have a program called the Prenatal Companion Program where it's everything mm. but the home birth. Okay. So you not everyone wants to birth at home. We know that. Yeah. We get that in order. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can. Mm -hmm. But we have services where you would get the prenatal care and mm. visits with the midwife. Um, you get a full scope doula to help you throughout your pregnancy and your labor. Right. We have childbirth education classes, breastfeeding classes. Yes. We have just a wealth of networking of like childbirth professionals that nice. we have nice. available. You know, um, we also have a digital suite, like a digital learning suite on the website. Okay. Um, and we just have a la carte services. You can come nice. and tell, say, hey, Christine, I just need A, B and C. Yeah. And it's like, OK, cool. Well, let's work it out. Um, even well woman care and regular routine um, visits, you know, outside of pregnancy, we have, you know, those services as well. So there's a lot. Yeah, I'm looking at this. So <laughs> for women who might be interested, ask her really quick, though, do you have yeah. to be in Atlanta? Okay. To take advantage. And then for women who are interested, she can share. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do you have to be in Atlanta in order to take it? Hold on. Do you have to be in Atlanta to take advantage of your services? Um, our digital educational library on the website is for anyone, okay. but as far as physical care, maternity care, mm -hmm. yes, we're only licensed in Georgia. Okay. So Atlanta, Metro Atlanta, rural Georgia, um, that's where we practice. And how can people get a hold of you? Mm -hmm. They we're, don't have your number. No. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Right. <laughs> um, Instagram, we're at birth by, oh. Um, Birth by Grace Midwifery is on Instagram at Birth by Grace. 
Um, our website is www.birthbygracemidwifery.com. And Facebook, Birth by Grace Midwifery. We also have a YouTube channel, which you can really see, you know, what home birth looks like. Um, real home birth families mm. having babies and see what the process is because it's really not as crazy as people think it might sound. Um, but we do have videos and a whole series on a home on home birth care on our YouTube channel at Birth by Grace Midwife Christine. And we have a new podcast dropping called The Birth of <laughs> Thank you. That's why you're here. No, that's right. Don't forget. There you go. We're we also, babies. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? She's the problem. We also have an exciting new podcast dropping called The Birth Exchange, where we a are a part of the Elevate Network. Elevate Network doing yes. its thing. Yes. Um, our podcast is all about you know reclaiming your power in birth and wellness. And yeah, it's dropping this fall. The Birth Exchange we just, podcast. We just did our our shoot recently. Yeah, fabulous. Oh my goodness, amazing. That was fun. It was. It was. We got to do it again. Yes. <laughs> so for the pretty on paper segment, I ask all of my guests one beauty secret. So I'm going to ask Christine today. What is one of your beauty secrets that you would like to share with the audience? I found my product for my face. Okay, okay? my face loves it. Okay. Product loves me. Mm -hmm. It's called Osea. Okay. O S E A. Okay. What is it? It's that? based in California, girl. What is it? It's a facial. It's so so they're like mineral based, out of the sea, like algae and seaweed based. So I can just go to the skincare. beach. Skincare. It's like going to the beach. It's everything. <laughs> it's every. The whole line is everything. Really? So that's Osea. my. Yes. Okay. And I am committed. So you use it every day. Every day. Hmm. They have body scrubs, salt scrubs, oh, they have butters, everything. face cleansers, it, everything. Hmm. And I just go crazy. So <laughs> hopefully they see this and pay me. Right? <laughs> Osea Let in me, California. Hello, I'm plugging you. Okay. <laughs> yes. But that is my beauty um, secret. Yeah. And favorite thing. Well, it works because she is absolutely gorgeous. Why, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Yes. So, you guys, just to give you a overall of what we talked about today, we had Christine here talking about all things nursing and midwifery, but I wanted to put her and plug her into the philanthropy principle because she embodies a woman that has figured out her purpose, that is passionate about her, her assignment, and that is giving now to the community on so many levels. And so... Definitely tap into this episode so you can see a woman that embodies philanthropy at a level where she is, uh, she knows exactly what she's doing. She is passionate about what she's doing. And she's now giving back to the community by way of giving birth, bringing new life into the world. If you enjoyed this episode, I'm going to do what Corio said. I'm just playing. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, definitely like, comment, and share. And click the link below for more things pretty and profitable. It's a uh, niece of the shade. They was dotting by my calling, now they peeping away.